So today I'm with uh, Jack Brown. He is an independent filmmaker here in Dubai. He recently completed his first feature film based here in Dubai, and uh, we're gonna talk about film. Awesome. Yeah. So why don't you tell me a little about yourself? Uh, I'm a South African-born independent director, as you said. Okay. Uh, I've been in Dubai the last five years. I originally went to an art school. Okay. In uh, Pretoria, where I grew up. The art school is quite different to normal schools. We focused more on uh, the creative side. So you could either do art, ballet, music, or drama, and I did art. So we did okay. sculpture, painting, graphics, history of art, uh, design. And that's kind of like where I got my creative start. I see. Okay. So initially, you didn't go to like filming school or anything like that? No, as a youngster, I, um, at uh, my age, when I started out, big screen sort of came to life, TV came to life, yeah, yeah. Um, and that inspired me hugely after seeing my first feature film, Yeah, and I already had a wild imagination as a kid, and um, so movies and television just uh, became a source of inspiration for me, I see. and um, I sort of, even as a kid I was roaming around with crazy ideas in my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, when did you realize that you wanted to pursue filmmaking? I think towards the end of high school, I really started appreciating the art of filmmaking and how it captured people's imaginations okay. and how powerful it was as a medium. And I was always a good writer at school and I felt that mm. film would be a great medium. Yeah. I never thought of myself as a writer, like in the sense of writing books. Um, more of a of storyteller but I never pursued filmmaking directly after school okay. even though it was something I definitely wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, I understand. Um, I remember doing a sculpture project where I bought, uh, not bought, sorry, I built this huge giant spider that you could climb in and drive around wow. and ended up being in the local newspaper for that as a kid. Oh, that's cool. So that was my first sort of taste of fame if you want to put it that way. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just working on that project was really fun and, and that sort of got me thinking about becoming a filmmaker, though I never did it directly after school. I see. Okay. So, um, did you ever like uh, experiment with acting or did you want to go directly into directing? Um, my journey to becoming a filmmaker was quite sort of long and, and diverse. Um, I enjoyed photography as a kid. Okay. And, um, but it took me many years of doing totally different careers that were non-creative to finally uh, okay. sort of yeah. get mm -hmm. the urgency to, to do this. So it was very late in my life that I started. So I started out uh, pursuing photography first and then through photography went and traveled the world on cruise ships and uh, kind of like learned the craft through experimenting and through on-the-job sort of experience. Okay. Um, and then after I came back from traveling, I decided I, I want to pursue the filmmaking more seriously. Yeah. Um, it still took me a few years before I actually started and, and did my first short film. Okay. And uh, when did you actually do your short film, your first one? I was uh, 38 when I did my first short film. I was working as a waiter. Um, I also kind of like realized that dreams don't come to you. 
Yeah. You can't sit around waiting for people to throw opportunity at you. You have to go out there and create either the environment in which opportunity comes towards you or you have to go and bang down doors. Yeah. So, um, always wanting to be a filmmaker, I decided it's time. Yeah. So, yeah. I spoke to a bunch of uh, people I was working with and asked them if they would like to get involved and help me make this short film. And they were quite keen on it. Yeah. And uh, so, I wrote the script. Um, a friend had another friend that was at film school, so he had a camera and he helped us film it and edit it. So, I directed it and I acted in it so okay. that was my first taste of acting yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if I believed in myself as an actor um, but yeah being my first short film just had to sort of play as many roles as possible yeah, to, to get it done of course yeah and that's pretty much a good way to start out for somebody that doesn't or hasn't studied filmmaking of course I mean you need to sort of experiment with a bunch of different things before you can find out like Okay, maybe I want to be a filmmaker, but do I want to produce? Do I want to direct? Do yeah, I for sure. Act? So I mean, there's so many different departments within the filmmaking industry. Um, it's not just about becoming a director or, course, or, yeah, a, yeah. or an actor. Um, Set design. And, exactly. Yeah. And each part or each one of those things is a very important part of, of the, whole, um, the whole picture. Because if one element is missing, it's not believable to the audience. You of know? course, so even yeah. like wardrobe and makeup play an important role. Music and the, the performance, the directing, the locations. Yeah, th there's definitely a lot that goes into yeah, actually and, making a believable story. Yeah, for sure. Um, and for me, that's quite important is that every aspect is as important as the next aspect. So I don't particularly enjoy people who have a huge ego about their position, especially when it comes to producers and, and directors and actors. Um, because we're all there to contribute to the benefit of telling the story and to telling a truthful story that the audience of can course. believe in and that the audience can walk away with with something after watching yeah um, so I like to work in a very collaborative and um, creative environment with with my team where we're all on, on the same level and I just feel that that brings the best to the project and at the end of the day we can tell the best story out of that yeah definitely um actually i want to uh talk about what you're doing here in dubai like okay. your your projects and the the unit all right uh, and then maybe we can jump back to some other questions okay uh, sure. so why don't you tell me about like the unit so let's go back to my feature film first because okay. that kind of yeah. like led to for the sure, birth of sure. the unit um so once again, I found myself in an industry that wasn't very proactive. Um, there's not too much happening in the Dubai film industry. Yeah, there's sure. a lot of short filmmakers. I think there's a lot of talent here with regards to to filmmakers and and actors. Um, but once again, yeah, I just got tired of sort of waiting around for somebody to to possibly fund yeah. one of my projects. Of course. And I decided it's time to make my first feature film. Do you feel like? Uh it's like the culture for filmmaking is sort of lacking here in uh, Dubai. Yeah, I think people's uh, approach to what's required is um, is not on par with places like uh, LA and and uh, Bollywood or of even course. even Nollywood, which is Nigeria and the East. Like um, Thailand has got quite a good industry and in, in, um, Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, it's just the the work ethics not here. People 
do commercials and they think they're actors, but they're not. You yeah, know? of course. Um, my philosophy really is that the art of acting is very simple. It takes hard work to become a great actor. And the same with directing. Um, fundamentally, the, the, basics, the basic principles of acting and filmmaking are pretty much the same and they have been the same for the last hundred years. Uh, storytelling is storytelling. Yeah. Structures are there and they've been there since stories first were told around fires. Course, you know? yeah. um, so it's all about working at your craft and continuously pushing the boundaries, continuously being more creative. Um, that's where the art of filmmaking comes from, is constantly working at it. Yeah. Um, and it's a long process and not something that happens overnight. Yeah, obviously. So, yeah, so I started Louder. Um, uh, Louder is the name of his uh, feature film. Yeah. yeah. So, totally unfunded. Um, the way we approached it is that should we get funding, uh, not funding, uh, distribution and uh, profit from any sale, then everybody would get a percentage share of it. Okay. So there is an investment yeah. return for those involved. But we set out to make a film as a filmmaking community. Yeah. And that's what Louder is about. And we succeeded at the end of the day. Whether it gets sold and gets distributed and, and gets seen in theaters is quite irrelevant to me. Yeah. Just the fact that we got together and we actually made a feature film without money that is the goal and that's yeah i mean that, that's that's huge i mean to actually find the people who are as inspired by this idea to come together and you know use their time and invest themselves and their time into a project and actually make something that is on such a huge scale like an actual feature film that's, that's important especially for the community so it's that philosophy that kind of like gave birth to the unit. Um, to be honest, I do feel that the acting talent in general in the region is not as high as what it could be. Mm -hmm. The talent is there, but like I said, the work ethic isn't. So you think there's a lot of potential. Yes. It's just the work ethic. For sure. Uh, people need to invest in their own craft and their own talent by working at it. Of course. Um, and that's what I'm trying to do with the unit is to, first of all, combine all our sort of efforts um, because like I said there's a lot of filmmakers doing their own thing but it's too independent it's too isolated definitely a film industry needs to be born out of people working together and coming together as a community mm. and that's where the strength lies yeah it's not in all of us running around doing our own little thing when we start working together we can raise the standard of our performances our directing our art design our production um, but we need to come together as a filmmaking community and that's what the unit is about it's about creating a space where where people can come mm. together work together and mm. ultimately make better movies and tell better stories for the rest of the world to see so that, that's like the goal to make a community that can actually put out these ideas and stories into the world in dubai yeah for sure because i mean there's a lot of filmmakers that have ideas for stories but they don't necessarily know how to bring them to life um, there's people that want to produce, but there's not necessarily projects for them to produce. Yeah, of course. There's actors who want to act. But they can't find the work. Yeah, exactly. There's no feature yeah. films being made and there's only certain... I mean, there's a few short films being made, um, but... Especially with uh, students. Yeah. But it's also, it's difficult to find those people. So yeah. that's why so you're when trying we to start coming together, together yeah. yeah. So when we start coming together, it's easier to find mm. and it's easier to network um, and it's easier to produce work. Yeah, definitely. So, um, 
what sort of things is the unit working on? Like, what do you have like acting classes? Yes. Yeah, so, at the center of the unit is the workshop that I run. Okay. Um, which is, I don't see myself as an acting teacher. Okay. Um, I see myself as a director in the workshops. Mm. So my aim is to create an environment that is free of judgment, that has trust between the actors, um, where they can come and work on, on their skill as an actor. Yeah. And my approach is to then direct them as a director would, as if shooting. Because so they're gaining sort of that experience from you while being in your class. They're in a way, yeah, they yeah. get the sort of directing experience, but the most important thing is to constantly be working on their craft. Yeah. So all the exercises, all the projects, and all the, the things that we're working on in the workshop is specifically for that, is to, to sharpen the tools, basically. You know, like if you're a, um, a Spartan going off to war, yeah. you need sharp tools. Um, and that's what my aim is. Um, to create this environment in which they can work on those tools. And um, so we're working on things like uh, monologues, we're working on doing animation voiceovers, we're working on um, doing a song as if you were in a musical. You know? okay. uh, we're also working on a web series that we're trying to get off the ground, which is kind of like a comedy sitcom. Uh, we're working on a feature film concept, which is kind of like um, all these different characters lives like daily lives and how they're entwined and how they're connected um, and then also a couple of short films so we that's really interesting we're like, trying to do different genres so that yeah. the, the actors can have their have a go at sort of action or comedy because also depending on the genre your acting style has to be different you know of it's course, not just yeah. about acting the same you can't act the same yeah so um Basically, the workshops are sort of letting uh, the people involved work and dabble in different sort of things to find what they want. Exactly. And also, at the same time, train their craft for their passion. Yeah, I always, tell, my, I always tell the guys that I work with that whatever I say in, in the workshop isn't set in stone. It's not yeah. the truth. Each actor has to find his own way to bring in characters to life because actors are humans and they, they're different. So what works for one actor won't work for another actor. So I always challenge my students to find that path themselves. And that's why I say I create the environment for them. I don't try and teach them a specific, specific method or try and, and tell them how it's done. You know, because I can't. I can direct them as a director. Yeah, but they need to find their own uh, truth. Exactly. And they have to put in the work and do the research. And, but what's great about the workshop is that they get to be challenged. Mm -hmm. They can play with character development, they can play with performances, they can try and be creative, they can try new things in a safe environment. Um, and this is where they can find that acting voice or the acting instinct that they have to rely on when performing. Okay, so um, is your workshop open to anyone? Or? Yeah, the workshop's open to anybody that's dedicated, passionate and driven. You know. Okay, so where do they find this workshop? Like, how do they get in contact with you? Uh, we're on Instagram under uh, the unit DXB. Okay. And, um, yeah, so they can just message us through that. Great. Yeah. Uh, it's really inspiring to see that there's an actual platform that's being made here in Dubai for something like this, like such a creative field. And uh, I think that is something that has been lacking, you know? 
Are you going to say something? No. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, thank you. I mean, uh, it's nice to, to think that not only myself, but even the actors involved in the, in the work, in the workshop, and also the actors that are involved in Louder and the producers that were in Louder and the, the team are inspiring other filmmakers that are out there. Because that's, yeah. that's what we're t aiming to do, is to prove that we can make good films, we can tell good stories, and it doesn't have to be reliant on big budgets. Yeah. You, you can tell very good stories with minimal characters, minimal locations, and a lot of movies have done that. Mm. Very strong, compelling movies have used very simple concepts yeah. and worked. You know, so I I, I think that a lot of filmmakers are too ambitious when they start out and they want to have these big budget yeah, Hollywood like huge. Yeah, they want to walk onto set and have their director's chair. You know, it's not that's not how it works. Um, I think filmmakers need to be a little bit more realistic when they first start out and realize first of all it's going to take time. Of course. Um, but also they can do a lot with less if yeah. they're creative and if they're clever about what they're doing. So yeah, that's kind of the themes we like to touch up on on the show, like Confused AF, because um, everything uh, takes time. You need to work at everything you do a lot because you can't just expect it, like things to be knocking on your door or yeah. to instantly be sitting in the director's chair. But at the same time, uh, you'll only know what you want to do once you start experimenting and dabbling. And uh, that's sort of what we're trying to touch on on here. So um, I think this is a good segue to talk about how um, you became a director and how do you think people should approach that sort of thing? Because it's very uh, overwhelming. Like, let's say you always wanted to be a director, but you don't know the people, you don't uh, understand where to start, you don't know how to approach like a producer if you really have to. So how did you do it? And like, wh what are steps some people can take to sort of follow that path? Okay, let's talk, let's talk about film schools first. Uh, film schools are great because once again, it creates an environment in which you can experiment as a filmmaker mm. and, and play and try things. And meet like-minded people. Yeah, for sure. I don't think film school prepares you for the business aspect of filmmaking because there's a lot that happens on the business side that yeah. film students generally don't know anything about. Um, but, but I do think that there's value if you can afford film school to be able to play and experiment. If not, um, the other route is the route that I went, is get people together, network with people, and just shoot short films and just you'll learn from that experience um, so we we're, we're very lucky in our age to have the internet of course yeah it's so a big step up you know? yeah there's so much available so if somebody wants to start out and they don't really know where or how they can find so much information on YouTube or online you know yeah uh, there's so many podcasts, there's so many interviews with directors and actors and, and casting directors and art directors and DOPs that you can get so much information from that. Um, it's easy nowadays because of the internet to learn about our industry. Um, so that's the best way to go, go about it, I think, is if you have an idea of becoming a wardrobe stylist. Yeah. Or a producer or a director of photography Google 
Yeah, yeah. I'm not uh, no product placement here, but it honestly is a great uh, tool to use. Yeah, and I even even now I constantly do research and constantly push my creative boundaries. I constantly try and learn about subject matters, um, and even watch interviews and um, sort of tutorials that I've watched before. You know. Yeah. Like I say, to become a true craftsman, you have to keep working at it and you have to yeah. revisit things that you've kind of like forgotten. You can't get to a stage as an artist and think, okay, I've arrived because no yeah, artist ever arrives. Course. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a never ending constant journey. Yeah, you're always trying to just express yourself in a different way or put a new story out there. Exactly. If you don't, you, your story is going to become boring and you yeah. kind of like fade into obscurity, really. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so if somebody wants to start out, um, the knowledge is out there. You mm. know? The next advice I would give, if I, if I may give advice, is to network. Okay. Because it's, filmmaking is a people's industry, and yeah. a lot of times success is about who you know. Mm. It's not about being able to get the money or, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, networking is a big part of any industry. Yeah. And especially uh, filmmaking. For sure. So open yourself up to opportunity by creating opportunity. Mm. Get involved in short films, even if the production quality is not good. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know if that director in five years' time is going to get a lucky break and he remembers you as, as an actor or as a makeup artist and he enjoyed working with you and says, I want that person. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, Relationships are very important in this industry. Um, so get out there, work as much as you possibly can. Um, be prepared in the beginning to do unfunded projects, to yeah. not get paid, to do unpaid internships. Um, you know, that's unfortunately what it takes to sort of break in into the industry. But put yourself out there, have a positive attitude, have a professional work ethic, um, and opportunity will come find you. you yeah. know? But you have to get out there, you have to do the work. Of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, that applies to like I said a lot of things in life and especially when you're first starting out you need to do things unpaid well that's yeah you're not gonna just get the lucky break this is the road of the sort of creative industry I yeah. mean I think it's different for like if you're studying law or yeah, yeah of course that's different you, you get your you degree, degree you apply for you a job you get a job yeah and you get paid uh, the creative field works totally differently you know yeah. Um, unfortunately as well there's a lot of sort of abuse and um, people take being taken for granted in our industry of so course. you have to be careful as well as to who you associate yourself with and who you get involved with if you're going to do an internship with a company do your homework yeah. make sure that it's a reputed company you know if there's um, I would say rather try and identify specific people that you want to do in internships with or that you want to learn from and then inspire them to take you under their wing like I have filmmakers approach me all the time, um, but I don't necessarily help all of them because some people put in the work and they really inspire me to want to work with them or to want to have them as an intern or to want to help them develop their, their yeah. project because they've done the work Definitely. and they've got the passion and they dedicated and they committed to it. Other people just think they're going to get an easy free ride into becoming some sort of superstar or yeah. A-lister, you know, yeah. but it doesn't work that way. Of course. So uh, the next thing is, uh, let's talk about the production of Louder, okay. your first feature film, because uh, doing that without a budget here in Dubai is, it seems like a very extreme feat. 
And there's a lot of aspects to making a film that don't really stand out, that a lot of people that want to get into it don't know about. So why don't you tell us about your experience and everything that you had to go through? So the first thing I had to do really was sort of inspire people to join me, especially okay. with the cast. Yeah. Um, so I set out to attach the cast and um, inspire them with the story. Yeah. And like I said, the way I approached it was that even though they won't get paid for, for their efforts in the standard way, they would have a percentage share of the project should, uh, should it get distributed. Um, but once again, I just want to say that Lauda didn't have that intention. But that is one way that you can structure it if you don't have official funding, is yeah. to have everybody get a percentage share based on their sort of input. Yeah. So like a, a lead character would get a higher percentage than an extra character yeah. would get. Uh, DOP would get more than a production assistant, for example. So that's the one aspect. The other aspect is I used a, I used um, sponsorship. Okay. So all the locations that I got, and we got some amazing locations for louder, was through sponsorship deals. Okay. Interesting. So that's the other way that you could do it. And then product placement is a great source of uh, getting funding as well. You know, so you could shoot in a restaurant, for example, and your cast can do social media posts for them. They can be branding in the actual scene of the restaurant. Is, um, is that what you used? Some plugs, some uh, product placement as well? I didn't do product placement specifically because it was a drama. Um, and also I didn't have access to sort of companies that would do that. But that is an avenue. Okay. So if you wanted to approach companies that have certain products that you could use in your story. And I mean, all stories have, have cell phones or coffee or... Yeah. sodas or you know you can have a character eating a pizza from Pizza Hut for example yeah but one thing you have to be careful there is that companies generally work out their marketing budgets uh, I think towards the end of the year mm. so your timing has to be right for that that's interesting but um, locations you can get all year round because all they're doing is giving you the space so it's yeah. easier to get a location sponsored so that's how I put Lauda together in regards of bypassing official funding. Um, and then my DOP had a camera. I also approached a production house to sponsor a small mm -hmm. lighting kit. Um, with it being a drama, I could get away with minimal lighting. Yeah. And once again, also... Uh, why is that? Because it, you go for a more natural look. Okay, I see. So most of it was shot sort of using natural light and a lot of daytime scenes um, and then the night stuff like I said we went for a more or more natural look so we didn't have to count on a lot of lighting yeah um, and another, another nice thing about the age that we're living in is that because of technology you can get fairly inexpensive cameras that really give good quality that's true like so we have a few here yeah that are working really well so <laughs> even if you light a scene really properly or you choose the right time of day to shoot on a normal DSLR you can get good quality yeah you know definitely so and I mean there's even films that were shot entirely on iPhones oh yeah 
So nothing stops you as a filmmaker from producing a short film or a feature film. There's it's no just, excuses. So yeah, it, a lot of things that happens in day to day is you have something you really want to do, but you start making these excuses because, uh, I don't know, I don't have the camera, I don't have the lights, or uh, I don't have the funding, I've, I've never written a script before. And you, you come to this point where you really are just making excuses not to do it internally or subconsciously. Although, if you just started, you would easily find the way to do it. It's just these limitations you put on yourself because it's daunting. Yeah, it is daunting. Uh, and also, I mean, when you set out, it's, things aren't easily going to come to you. You're going to have to work at of it. Of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I always say that losers make excuses. You know? <laughs> yeah. And winning begins with you. I think I'm going to caption that on the video. Um, I think I stole it from a movie, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're going to start out as the head of the team, you've got to have that self-belief mm. and that faith in the project and yourself because that energy will inspire people to follow you. If yeah. you start out all negative and, oh, I can't do this or oh, it's going to be too difficult or we can't achieve this, uh, you, you're never going to inspire anybody else to follow you. That's true. You have to have the, the vision and the confidence to, to stand up there and inspire people and they must feel that they can trust you. Yeah, um, definitely. And also... I believe in setting your standards as high as possible. You know, like aim to shoot what you imagine. Yeah, you can always scale yeah. down from that. You know, yeah. if, but you, if, if you envision something and you're telling yourself, okay, it doesn't have to be perfect. I just want to do it. Then you're setting yourself up to fail or at least just make something that's subpar and doesn't represent your actual vision. Well, this is the thing is I don't think that there is anything called perfect. You know, yeah, there's, definitely. There's only the way that you can tell your story or perform that character in that scene at the level you're at. Yeah. Um, and in 10 years' time, as a director or an actor, you do it differently. Yeah, you know, so I don't think people should aim at trying to be perfect. Like you say, get out there and, and start, you know, um, and don't expect too much from it. Yeah, exactly. So um, going back to the production, uh, so we figured out how you did the location shooting, uh, your lighting, how you shot it with the cameras and you know using natural light. Well, what about um, uh, any other obstacles you faced or uh, getting licensing for different locations? Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot that I learned from producing Louder um, because it was my first feature film. Yeah, um, and also just even from the script writing side as well because I wrote it as well but uh, let's talk about the business side of it so you have to apply for, for shoot permits of course majority yeah. of countries uh, you have to especially on, on, a, on a feature film short films you can get away with sort of shooting guerrilla style and, and try and get away yeah. with shooting and not get, getting caught D does that <coughs> leave you in trouble once it's released if you shot somewhere you were like permitted to yeah if you shoot without a license it can get you into trouble later on mm -hmm. um, so I wouldn't recommend it be safe rather safe rather safe than sorry yeah. uh, especially with a feature film you know because yeah. you intend to make money off of it short films I think people will be a little bit more a little bit more lenient mm -hmm. but um, yeah you just go through the new normal licensing process with the, the film commission 
Um, and in Dubai, it's, it's actually not that expensive. Um, it's quite affordable. Um, what does get expensive is if you want to use specific locations. Yeah, you know, like uh, Sheikh Zayed Road or... Yeah, um, exactly. So if they have to close down the road for you to shoot a car chase scene, that's going to get expensive. Of course. If yeah. you want to shoot in the, the Burj Khalifa, for example, Oof. it's owned by a construction okay. company or a property company, um, and they're going to want money. Yeah. But once again, you can find those locations and make sponsorship deals like I did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a whole resort island to shoot majority of really? the on. Um, and that's huge and you would think that this huge company wouldn't open their door to a small independent first-time filmmaker but it's not true like I said when I approached them I had the confidence in my story I I believed in what I wanted to do and what I wanted to achieve and that energy spilled over and inspired their marketing department yeah Um, and at the end of the day they saw enough value in the, the sponsorship proposal Mm-hmm. to give us the location they gave us accommodation for the crew and the wow. cast they fed us wow so don't be scared get out there and go for it you know as yeah. long as you make it valuable for the people that you're bringing on and that they feel that they can get something out of what they're investing um then you can achieve a lot you know definitely and yeah. then also just to talk a bit more about the the business side of thing is i mean there's things like um closed captions that you'll need for your film. So once the film is done, you'll need to get closed captions done for it. Also, depending on the territory that you're releasing in, you're going to need to get it um, approved by the local authorities, whether it's PG-18 or it's... Okay, so the the the, the rating authorities determine that. Yeah, so different countries and different regions will have different rating systems. Is there like a ministry here that handles that? Uh, Yeah, there's the Abu Dhabi um, Economic Department. Okay. So they kind of like uh, handle that. So once your film is done, um, you'll have to have it approved. And then you can take it to a local distributor, yeah, yeah. like Box Cinemas, for example. Um, and then they will decide if they want to distribute it and show it. Okay. So there's, yeah, there's certain things about the business side of it that you, that you don't know about. Um, mm. the, the sort of legalities of it. But once again, you can research all that online. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, there's so much information available online that you can find out about the sort of business of course, side of yeah, it. Yeah. And there's even templates that you can use, like if you want to have contracts with your with your cast and your crew. There's a non-disclosure agreement templates. There's yeah. contractual agreement templates. Um, there's so much online that you can you can feed off, and you can adapt those templates to to be more specific for your project and your region and your your sort of setup that you have. Yeah, I mean nowadays the greatest thing is that you can access any information you need on the internet yeah. like unless it's top really, secret yeah <laughs> but there's ways around it but we're not going to talk about that now <laughs> but yeah like uh, there's so much you can learn just even on youtube there's even for my university i mean i do sometimes use that to apply it to my studies because yeah. There's just so much, and the people behind this are very passionate. So, uh, even like my brother, when he's uh, researching about cameras or lights or all this, there's so much content that you can just find on YouTube, and I think that's a great place to start. You know, just sure. to get your mindset. Right? I mean, the two main ways that I learned my craft 
and still learning is research online and then practically learning through each project because each yeah. project teaches you something of like course, I said yeah. earlier uh, even writing louder um, and then taking that from a script into production and sitting behind the camera and shooting that script I learned a lot from it so that's why it's important to get out there um, and just to write and produce and to shoot and to to work at your craft because you'll learn a lot just just from that you know Definitely. and I think also it's quite important to open yourself up to be prepared to learn from other people oh yeah you, know, you can learn from your director of photography yeah. you can learn from your actors don't yeah. be narrow-minded thinking that you know all that you know everything yeah, there's always more to learn there's always so much you can learn from a huge variety of people that you might not like realize it but everyone has something to offer you yeah, everyone sure. has some knowledge that will, could potentially benefit you for sure so um why don't we move into uh directing okay so you can relate that to the feature film if you'd like all right um i mean directing you very much the the, the head of the snake if i can put it that way yeah um First of all, people will follow your energy, so you have to have the right mentality and the right energy um, because people will look up to you as the director, um, and because you're you're the one with the, the vision for the for the whole course, yeah. the whole story, the whole project. I don't think there's any right way or wrong way to direct something. I think it's important that you have a very clear vision for the story and. Your team needs to know that you know what you want. Yeah. You can't be on set as a director and there's questions around what you're doing, why mm. you're doing. You know? Yeah. I feel like uh, something very important would be to know what your vision is and know how you want to display it. Because if you have an idea in your head but you don't know how to actually communicate with the people you're working with, then there becomes this barrier because they can't give you what you want unless you're able to communicate it exactly they'll if you're lost they're going to be lost yeah but that said as well is if you have a specific idea in your mind about a specific shot and how you want it lit and framed um, you must also be open to have your director give uh, your director of photography give his input yeah definitely yeah you know worst case scenario shoot it your way but then let the dop shoot it his way you yeah. have to maintain that collaborative environment where it's not just you saying yes, 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 or no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You have to keep the creative collaborative environment going because you never know what could come out of it. A nice thing as well is if you allow your, your actors to, to bring the characters to life and you don't dictate too much um, how they should perform a specific scene or what they should do with the specific character. You should know what you want from them, performance-wise, but you should also let them bring what's unique about them as an actor to that character. Yeah. And that's what differentiates actors and great performances, I think. So it's that uh, difference in how each actor would handle a situation that makes it great, that makes it unique. Yeah, for sure, because two different actors would bring something different to the same character. Yeah. Um, and you're starting out as a director and, and knowing specifically what your vision is would help you to choose the right actor. Mm -hmm. If you're not getting the performance that you want out of the actor, then you've chosen the wrong actor for that mm -hmm. character. 
you know, it starts, it starts with you. So how do you go about choosing the right actor? Because once you start shooting, you're, you either have to reshoot if you don't like them, or you're kind of stuck with an actor that doesn't fit your vision. Yeah. So how do you go about finding the correct actor? Well, when you start out with the, the story, in my case, if you're the, the writer, you already have a visual idea of the kind of characters that you're writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the casting process starts, it starts from a, a visual perspective. You'll have a pile of, of headshots, for example, and you'll yeah. go through them and shortlist actors that you feel look the way you want the character to look. That's where it starts. After that, you focus on whether they can perform that character. That's number one. Then you also want to find out if that actor can be directed and can follow direction and adapt to directing. So this all happens during the casting? Yeah, so before you start production. Okay. Um, so that's the main things like when you're looking for an actor is first, do they look like the character? Second, can you work with them as a director? And then can they pull off the performance that you want? You know. So I feel like that would be a big thing that might discourage actors like that are, that are starting off because mm-hmm. maybe they do have the talent and they are putting really hard work into it. But if they can't find a role that maybe fits their physicality, maybe they're really unique in the way they look, I feel like that would discourage them because maybe they're not finding a lot of roles. So yeah, I guess that is one part of it. Yeah, for sure. Some actors have the physicality and the emotional range to play a whole wide variety of characters. Yeah. Other actors have a very specific look, very specific way of, of acting, very specific um, sort of style that they're going to be limited to the kind of roles, roles that they can play. Yeah. But I don't think any actors should judge themselves on the way they look. Yeah. Because all actors famous or non-famous look different yeah that's know. true I mean we're all humans we're all unique yeah exactly yeah um, and at the end of the day I think your performance if your performance is real and you move the audience they're not going to care what you look like they're going to fall in love with you because of your performance because you brought truth to that character to that world um, and you moved them emotionally yeah and they will fall in love with you because of that not because of the way you look yeah that makes sense um, so what I would say is like if an actor finds himself very sort of typecast in a way, then go out there and make movies that you're the lead actor. You know, yeah, that that puts you in a, a different sort of situation that you'd normal normally be cast in. Yeah, if if you're an actor and you find that you you're not getting cast in in roles because it just doesn't suit you, um, nothing stops you from teaming up with a writer to write a story based around you and what you have to bring to characters. Um, so basically you take what would be termed as weaknesses or flaws and you turn them into strengths. Yeah. I, I'm guessing that in your opinion there are no like weaknesses or flaws when it comes to your personality or your uh, physicality because they can always be used yeah, for in sure. your acting. For sure. Um, like I say, the most important thing that the audience wants is truth. Okay. And as a director and a writer, and even with my workshops, that's what we focus on solely, is truth. It's just finding that truth within that you can portray. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's what the audience wants. Yeah. You know? They're gonna, like I say, they're going to look past the, the, 
locations they're going to the past the way you look what you're wearing um you know at the heart and soul of a good story is truth mm. beautifully said thank you <laughs> <laughs> so um are there any other things you want to touch upon uh in accordance to being a director here in dubai um yeah i think i mean dubai is difficult because there's certain stories you cannot tell but dubai is great in a way that it'll surprise you with regards to locations and stories you can tell yeah so one of the new, the one of the unique things that i found about dubai is the multitude of different cultures and how we live with mutual respect and how we celebrate each other's cultures and we yeah. tolerate it. How we tolerate each other's differences. It's a very beautiful thing, like the yeah. diversity in a way. Yeah, the diversity. And this creates an opportunity for us to tell very human, beautiful stories about yeah. different people with different wants and needs from different backgrounds interacting and living their lives and um, finding their place in the world. So I think even though Dubai's got a few negative things about it in regards to what type of stories we can tell, it's also got usually positive side of positive yeah yeah for sure because y- you have so many people that it, here you can make such like different stories about how people are living how people uh, interact like uh, the new feature film you have planned with uh, different lives coming together yeah exactly yeah so we have all these characters from different nationalities living different lives and they all have different goals and different sort of life dilemmas that they're dealing with and they somehow yeah, and they're all connected. They're all connected in yeah. some in some way, and I think the story has the potential to be a very beautiful story because um, I think anybody from any culture will be able to watch this movie and be able to relate to the characters. Because at yeah. the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your religion is, what your political beliefs are. We're all humans, and we all have the same wants and needs, you know. Yeah. And I think the characters in the story of this film. Um, will bring that across and people will be able to associate to the story. Great. Yeah. That's uh, it's actually uh, going to be your second uh, feature film. What? In, in Dubai. Yeah, possibly. I'm um, working on a few. F- yeah, yeah few. you're working on a few. But. Um, generally, what's a good idea is to have a slate of films uh, for a filmmaker. Yeah. So that... If you have a potential investor interested in you as a filmmaker, um, he might not like a drama film. Like he's always wanted to invest in an action film. Yeah. For example. So f- my approach is to to be working on a few different films, and creatively that's just the way I work. Yeah. Um, I might see something around me in my normal day to day that inspires a scene or a bit of dialogue or even a character for one story. And then, you and then an hour later, I've got inspiration for a different yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. So I generally have a few projects that I'm working on. Okay. Um, and also, you don't know when one project will come to life. Yeah. Because Louder as well, I started writing three, four years ago. Wow. But we only started beginning of last year. And it was just the right time. Yeah. I can't explain it. And I don't understand why. But that's just the way it works. It just fell into pieces. Like, into place. Yeah. yeah, into place. Like at the... Yeah. some films happen quickly other films take 10 years to make you know yeah as long as you're working on your craft uh, that's the most important um i think that's one thing i'd like to sort of discuss as well is like being a filmmaker doesn't matter 
what department you're working in, yeah. whether you're director or actor or makeup artist, it's it's a lifestyle. Yeah, you can wake up in the middle of the night and have an idea for the way a character should look, um, or with dialogue running through your head. Yeah. Um, so, I think it's important that a filmmaker focuses on the journey of being a filmmaker, of mm-hmm. working with actors, of working with other creators, and bringing these beautiful stories to light. I think a lot of filmmakers start out wanting the red carpet and yeah. you know the, the red carpet selfie. Oh, I'm at Cannes. Oh, I'm in LA. <laughs> you know, um, and the Oscars. Everybody wants an Oscar because um, eventually you're gonna have that award sitting on your shelf and you're gonna sit at home alone. And I can't see how that award is gonna be fulfilling. Yeah, so, I mean it's right to celebrate our achievements. Course. Yeah, yeah. It's um, a big part of uh, being like a creator of some sort. Like you're, you feel like you've been appreciated for. What it's you great have. to be acknowledged. Yeah. But for me, the most beautiful thing about being a filmmaker is those moments on set, or the moments in rehearsals, or even how I discovered an, the idea for a character or for a story. You know. Yeah. It's it's those little moments of the journey that, that give me that give me value, basically. Okay. You know. And. Um, does seeing your vision come to life like whether it be on a big screen or on a, a YouTube uh, video that does it does that fulfill it that, that does that make you feel like just good about yourself that you actually were able to put your ideas and your vision onto a screen yeah for sure I mean it's an it's an it's an amazing process to go from the spark of an idea, yeah. that first word, the first bit of dialogue, or that first character idea, and then to see the final product at the end being displayed and watched by people, you know? Yeah. Um, and you're almost like a, a god in a way, because <laughs> you're creating an entire world from nothing, you know, yeah. characters and locations and wardrobe. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a very, very fulfilling uh, career to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's extremely challenging a lot of times it can be very alienating because people won't understand the journey you're on or what your mission is um, so it can be very lonely especially the writing process um, it can be a lonely thing uh, there's a lot of sacrifices you're going to have to make such um, as well time for one thing mm-hmm. um and if you really want to commit, sometimes you have to sacrifice uh, stability mm-hmm. and financial security. Like, it's fine to have a day job and to pursue the acting or the writing and the directing part-time, but at some point you're going to have to cut your ties and go for it 100%. Yeah. Um, like, like what I did. Can't have, like, one foot in the door. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? So at, at one point you're going to have to make those sacrifices and I always believe that to achieve any dream there's going to be some kind of sacrifice you of know? course I mean th- otherwise like I th- it's not tangible you know like unless you go all out then what's the meaning of it you yeah. know like if you're like half in half out then it's not as like exhilarating it, it's not as inspiring and you can't commit yourself 100% yeah for sure I mean in my workshop, one of the first things I ask people when they come for the first time is, um, what is an aspiring actor? 
And then they try and tell me what an aspiring actor is and then I just cut them short and say there's no such thing. You're either an actor or you're not. So there's no aspiring actors. Tell me, what's an aspiring actor? You know? I don't know. Someone doing commercials. But it's about that. It's about, it's about being committed. Yeah. It's like you either decide I'm an actor and then that's it. You know? Yeah. Whether you're a great actor or a great actor, it doesn't matter. Sorry, that'd probably be a beep. Oh, really? So whether you're a great actor or not so great actor, it doesn't really matter. The point is you're an actor. Yeah. And it's about the journey. It's like doing workshops, acting in short films, going to castings, doing yeah. research. It's, you know? it's really like the journey, you know, take the long road home. Yeah. But it's about being committed and saying, okay, that's it. I'm an actor. You know, whether yeah. I work as an accountant during the day and spend the rest of my free time trying to learn about so acting. In a way, it's more of like, uh, uh, it's not like a career. It's like a lifestyle. Yeah. Is that totally, what you're trying to say? To, totally a lifestyle. But what, yeah, what I'm tr- I think the point I'm trying to make is like internally, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, physically, you have to commit to what you decide to do, yeah. whether it's an actor or a director. And you need to be able to handle the cost that's going to come with that commitment. A sacrifice. Yeah. Because there's going to be times when um, you'll be shooting and your friends will be partying. Yeah. You know? Uh, there's going to be times when you're shooting all night and other people are sleeping. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, there's going to be times when you don't feel like playing that scene or being that character, but you have to be professional and you have to do it. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely a very, very rewarding uh, career um, for anybody that's got the guts to do it. Now, uh, I have a few questions about acting. So, yeah. uh, why don't you go through it okay um like i said earlier the heart of everything we do is finding truth okay the wardrobe stylist has to do the right wardrobe for that story for like that character for that time yeah and even for that time you know it's you got to bring that that world um to life and the only way to do that is through truth yeah. so at the heart of any performance and any great performance is truth yeah so my definition for an actor is somebody that's um, a specialist in human behavior and emotions and feelings. Yeah. Because ultimately that's what a character is, is a human. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand how a human works, what is it about a human, um, and bring that to your characters. Yeah. So that's very much what we focus on in, in the workshops. Yeah. Um, Somebody starting out that wants to become an actor, there's, once again, you can go online and get all the information. But my biggest advice would be to, to, to work at it. Yeah. You know, is uh, do workshops like mine, um, take acting classes, um, and you just constantly have to work at it. And then, like I say, you've got to find your own way of, of bringing characters to life. Okay. So, um Let's say an act, someone who wants to be an actor, never been in anything. Maybe they've been in like a commercial or two, but they've never been anything where they can actually apply that sort of uh, truth or apply that uh, that idea or their emotions of being an actor. So, uh, what do you think? Should they just write their own story and like go into their own short? like film or whatever well 
you can't really write yourself into into a film into a short form or even a feature film if you don't really know much about the industry so you need to know about the film industry yeah i mean there's even actors or people that proclaim that they're they're actors but they don't know what a dop is for example yeah <laughs> they don't know what first position is so uh why don't you explain that so I mean, these are just normal terms. But DOP is the director of photography. Yeah. First position is where you stand at the beginning of the take. Yeah. Second position is where you move to. Final position is where you end. Uh, these are basics, and so like terminology you can find online, yeah. or by being on set and learning firsthand on set. Um, but being an actor, I always say it's probably the most difficult job in the world. Because you have to really? do what people can't do, and that's open up and expose yourself emotionally, and be vulnerable in and front of a whole amount of uh, different cast and crew members, even on the camera. Yeah, even on camera and and in, and in theater, um, you have to go to emotional places that people generally can't or don't want to go to, like and avoid it, in day to day lives. Exactly, and I think this is why people enjoy watching movies so much is because they can experience have that experience through a character yeah. and it's safe for them mm -hmm. you know um, they can be the action hero by watching an action film yeah or they can fight with their boss without getting fired you know? <laughs> um, so it's very difficult for actors to actually open up emotionally yeah and to bring emotions to life because in, in society we're kind of like confined and taught to control our emotions whereas course, an actor is yeah. the complete opposite you know yeah um, so that's why it's also important that in a workshop environment or in an acting class environment that it's kind of like a sacred space where where actors can trust the other actors and the the coach or the acting teacher um, and there has to be this mutual respect as well you yeah, know, you have to respect the art of acting and the the, the art of uh, storytelling. Uh, you have to respect yourself. Um, so yeah, it's, it's honestly that's what it's about. It's emotional truth. To me, that is at the heart of every great story and every great performance. Okay. So um, are there any like uh, sort of uh, habits or? lifestyle choices that might help in finding that emotional truth or finding that uh, uh, emotions within you that people could apply to their daily lives yeah for sure I mean for a filmmaker which includes being an actor um, I think you constantly need to be pushing the boundaries um, analyzing life uh, analyzing your day-to-day -day emotions yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you're never going to be able to bring emotions to life if you don't understand what you're experiencing in, yeah. in different moments. Um, but you constantly have to question the world we live in, question yourself. You've got to watch people and analyze human behavior. Um, but I think it's important that you push yourself as well, that you confront your fears, that you go yeah. out there and experience as much as you can about life. And be inspired by that because these are things you can bring to your characters to your performance to your stories uh, to the way that you direct or the way that you shoot a story mm -hmm. 
is by looking at the world around you and being like a sponge almost yeah and just absorbing okay. everything you know yeah. like when you watch a sunset and just looking how the light falls on a tree you know um watching a couple that's obviously on a first date in a bar you know um there's so much happening all around us all the time that we can draw inspiration from so my advice to a filmmaker and a creative person is to open yourself up to the world that's out there and allow yourself to be affected and inspired by everything okay interesting so um are there any books you would uh, recommend like reading like uh, I know there's uh, a book about the Meisner strategy. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of books. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of information online about different acting methods. Uh, I do feel that a lot of the stuff that's there is a bit outdated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also comes from a more theatrical space. I see. I kind of like feel like the... The acting industry needs to update itself a little bit because also the audience has been watching films for like past hundred years yeah so the audience knows about storytelling they know about acting you know um, but uh, once again it, it's up to you as an actor to find what works for you yeah I because see. you each person's different you know okay as long as at the end of the day that character and that character's world becomes real. Yeah. And that comes through truth. Okay. You know. <laughs> um, one book that I probably can recommend, which is actually quite a short book, is, and it's, it's a book that sort of changed my life, I suppose, and inspired me to become a filmmaker in wow. a way, is, um, and I think I read the book after watching the film. It's called uh, Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Okay. And it's a very simple story about a seagull. <laughs> okay. <you know? laughs> Sounds and interesting. Yeah, you might think it's a bit arbitrary, but it's actually symbolic of people and having dreams and having as- aspirations and being judged by the community around them and being suppressed. Yeah. And it's, the story is really just about the seagull that dreams of flying higher and faster than everybody else. But this elder seagulls tell him it can't be done, or you're, you're not meant to soar like an eagle or to fly fast like an eagle. Um, and it's about how the seagull sets out to break these biased opinions about the way the world should be. I mean, yeah, that, that, I feel like that's a big part of uh, actually achieving your dreams is uh, not really thinking about what other people think about you or. Uh, listening to what other people say can or can't be done it's about following what you actually want to do and persevering and going against obstacles that people or life might put in your way and doing what you love to do and eventually that will pay off in the long run or maybe you'll catch a lucky break but it's just important not to listen to the negative people in your life and I actually think that's a very valuable lesson. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think pretty much anything is achievable as long as you're realistic about it. Yeah. I mean, a guy that weighs 300 pounds is not going to break the world 100-meter record. 
but he can achieve something else yeah you know um i think all of us have talents all of us have abilities to do extraordinary things yeah but we just have to find what it is that we want that drives us that's passionate for us you know yeah definitely and then commit 100 percent to that so uh, is there anything else you want to touch up on for uh, acting or how to, you know, just make it? Um, I think the most important things are to be dedicated, to persevere, like you say. Don't let what other people think and say mm-hmm. stop you from achieving your dream. Um, do your homework. Yeah. You know, the information's out there. There's no excuses not to be able to course, achieve yeah. what you want of to course. achieve um, and yeah just believe in yourself and, and keep going you know eventually you'll either figure out that it's not for you or you'll succeed you know simple as that yeah and some people look at that in a negative way like I put all this work into it and then I find out that it's not for me but it's actually such a very nice moment of clarity that it means that you know for sure this isn't what you want to do and along the way you will definitely find something else you want to pursue or something else that brings meaning to your life or your passion and that's just perfect because if you go through life thinking about what you could have done then you're not going to be happy yeah you're going to have regrets at the end of the day so that's why I say yeah. that the most important thing is not to be goal oriented. Yeah. Because even if you pursue a specific dream, a specific goal, and you don't achieve it, the people you've met along the way, the, the moments you've lived along the way, that's life. Yeah. The moments you lived, you know. So you can still walk away from failing at achieving yeah. your goal or dream, but you actually haven't, you know. Yeah. Because Definitely. you've lived life. Yeah. And you've, you've had the courage to try and achieve something. That's true. And to me, that's what life is about, you know. I agree. Yeah. Well, um, is there anything else you want to speak about or regarding anything? Um, no, I think we've pretty much covered everything. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, so, uh, once again, I am with Jack Brown. Uh, director based here in Dubai Uh, shout out to The Unit which is his uh, community and uh, what would you call it? Yeah I would just say a filmmaking community filmmaking community that he has created here in Dubai and uh, yeah uh, it's uh, The Unit uh, DXB yeah at The Unit DXB on Instagram so if you want to contact him or check out any of the stuff he's doing you can always find him there. Uh, Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I think we all learned a little bit. And I think we're all a little bit less confused. <laughs>